Keep them safe and somehow in some way through the trials that 
while he opened the scriptures to us. So they rose at that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Good morning. 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 Good it says Jesus. Okay, it's hard to see it at first. I'll leave that there, that's inappropriate. And then if you've been to our house in the hall, we've got somebody else that Rachel gave us for a Christmas present a couple of years ago. I said, oh, that's nice. And I couldn't quite see the same person. That's not nice. Anyway, it, you probably can't see it though. You can have a look. It says T-R-U-S-T. Trust. Be strong and courageous, trust, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Great passage. So, <clears throat> and it reminded me of, um, I don't know if, where you work, but where I used to work, every month this van used to pull up, what's saying advertising, and this guy used to come up with all these books on approval, and uh, they sat there for a few weeks and people used to look through them. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's not very good. Oh. And then he used to come a month later and um, you could order the book or books that you wanted. So then he left another pile. And um, one, one month I looked at these books and one really intrigued me because it was, it was one of these books. You've probably seen them. And you open it and you thought, what's this like a pattern? But you, you had to look. Passed it in a way, and then this shape came out in three days. Marvelous. Has anybody seen them? And they, they were giving me the headache, but they just fascinating. They decided to get time. You can't look at this. This is good. They never bought one, but it was very, uh, it was very interesting. And I was reminded about all this because, um, we read recently in Hebrews that, um, Moses saw the invisible. And I thought, well, how can somebody see the invisible? <coughs> he saw he saw God. You perhaps you just turn to it um, in Hebrews chapter eleven um, from verse twenty four. I was talking to Benedict about the author of Hebrews, so we don't know who wrote it, but nevertheless it doesn't matter, the words are still very uh, relevant to us in our life. So, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Aaron's daughter. He chose to be ill-treated among the people of God, rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded his grace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Because he was looking ahead, to his reward. By faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him 
who is invisible. In other words, he began to see what God was doing in his life. Um, and that's why he was able to say, for example, when they came out of Egypt, to the people as he stood on the shore of the sea, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see deliverance the Lord will bring you today. When the people were punished, Moses could see the invisible. And when I look what the word invisible originally meant, it means unseen. Moses could see the unseen. And of course that's what verse 1 of Hebrews 11 tells us. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. <laughs> Trying to see the invisible. Looking past pastor to see where God is going. And it's not easy standing on the shore of a sea that you can't cross with a big powerful army coming behind you, is it? But on the other side of the Red Sea, on the eastern shore, we read, And when the Israelites saw the great power of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him, and in Moses, his servant. That's what I'd like to focus on for a little bit this morning, that God is faithful. And he sees the big spectrum of our lives, the situation of our angel, whatever situation we're in, he sees it's incomplete. We don't win these little boxes, are we? We tend to bring God down into the box and sometimes we, we get a bit wobbly, don't we? So I want you to be encouraged to hang on in there, um, look beyond the obvious to see the bigger picture of our is working in our lives. And it, it intrigued me to think about Moses seeing the invisible way he put And he saw how God was faithful, and so it gave him the strength to go through 40 years in the wilderness. And then I know there's that discussion in, in Exodus about why me, Lord, but I think he was frightened of the, the situation as anyone would be. And he took some reassuring, but in Moses, God could see vast potential. And God can see good in all of us. So he returned to Egypt to face the most powerful ruler in the then known world, Pharaoh. And he began to see the invisible. And I'm sure on the ensuing months, Moses' understanding of the invisible became clearer as events unfolded. In other words, because of what Moses had witnessed, because of what had happened to him, his faith began to grow stronger. It's like his heart warmed to God. Look at the Apostle Paul. He knew it all, didn't he? Taught by Gamaliel, that tremendous family line right back to Abraham. Yet Jesus had to open his eyes for him to see the invisible, the bigger picture. And to do this, Paul was blind for three days, as we know. I wonder what he thought about. He really had to draw close to God in that fear of insecurity, didn't he? Being blind. And look what Paul became a pillar of Christianity, didn't he? Then I thought of Elijah. And the account of how Elijah kept warning the king of Israel, the attempts by the other king, Aaron, to ambush and capture the king. And Aaron got really enraged by this, continued being thwarted. He sent a huge army to capture Elijah, not only around his house, but around the whole city. 
and uh, Elisha's servant was really willing. And Elisha said, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are all of those who are against us. And Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, so that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So the servant could see the unseen, and his heart warmed to God. My thoughts on seeing the unseen was stirred even more, please, if you went on some evening recently, we've been looking at um, Joan and all the events that took took Joan. And they're pretty horrendous. And the four friends came to to comfort Joel and to encourage him to confess his sins. He must have done something pretty awful for all this to happen to him and, and seek forgiveness from God. But Job says in Job 19, Have pity on me, my friends, have pity, for the hand of God has struck me. Why do you pursue me as God does? Will you never get enough of my flesh? I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end he will stand on the earth, and after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. Job believed all this. And then after further discussion, God speaks to Job and says, Where were you when I created the world? Where were you when I did this? Where were you when I created all the wonderful things in the sea? Job began to see then the bigger perspective. And he said, my ears have heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. He began to click in Job's head. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. But then God uses Job to bless his four friends. Job could now see the way in which God was working. He had the theory, his ears have heard of God, but now his heart had warmed to God. He could see just how God was working in his life. His faithful God. So, perhaps we ought to ask ourselves the question, how aware of God are we? Am I? Are you? What, what turns us away from God? Impatience? Yes. Weakness? Yes, that can happen too. Unanswered prayer? Feeling that we can't get back to where we once were? without her. We need to hold on to the fact that God is faithful and he sees good in all of us. We just have to try and look past things a bit to see perhaps where God is taking us. I saw a little article in um, some of you see this magazine Word for Today, and you've probably heard of Floyd McClung, but I quite like what they have to say. Um, he says, the Lord has hidden himself, but I trust him. That's from Isaiah. He says, does God feel distant? Um, you wake up one morning and all your spiritual feelings are gone. You pray, but nothing happens. You go through spiritual exercises. You have friends pray for you. You confess your sin. Then you go around asking forgiveness of everyone you know. You fast. Still, nothing. You begin to wonder how long this Spiritual gloom will last. It feels like your prayers bounce off the ceiling. You know, it's a frustration. You cry out, what's the matter with me? This is a normal part of testing and maturing of your friendship with God. 
We all go through it. It's painful, but it's absolutely vital to developing your faith. You see, God is always present, even when you are unaware of Him. His presence is too profound to be measured by intellect or emotion. He's more concerned that you trust Him than that you feel Him. Faith, not feelings, is, is what pleases God. So you ask, so what can I do? Isaiah answers, the Lord has hidden himself, but I trust him. Focus on God's unchanging love and faithfulness. Claim to be promises during times of spiritual dryness. Rest on his word, not on your feelings. Realise that he's taking you to a deeper level of maturity. Any friendship based strictly on emotion is shallow indeed, so don't be troubled by trouble. God's grace is still in full force. He's with you even when you don't feel you need him. His word to you today is never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And that's quite interesting when we're looking at um, seaweed unseen. Perhaps the best way for us to think about seeing God is focusing on Jesus. Jesus came to show us our Heavenly Father, didn't he? Colossians tells us Jesus is the full, is the image of the invisible God. God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him, to reconcile to himself all things, to bring us to God. Through Jesus, then, we are reconciled to this faithful God, this loving God. So don't let's give up trusting in him. When we're over Facebook things, are we feeling weary? And there's nothing wrong in feeling like that. We all feel like that at times. Hold on is the encouragement I wanted to have today to trust. And last Sunday, Chris Gaston reminded us when we sang in this place. What in this building was it? It's in the place where we are in our lives. God is there and we can worship Him. <coughs> The place where we are. And we're all at different stages. It's like the marathon's being run today, isn't it? Somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the front, somewhere in the back, the blisters are beginning to kick in. We're all at different places. Someone's about having a rest. We're going to get back in the race. Keep going though. And God is with us, whatever place we are. And it's quite wonderful, isn't it, how Jesus accommodates us all without any conditions, without any comparison. Jesus takes us as we are and encourages us not to doubt, but to believe in a faithful God. This unseen God revealed to us through Jesus. And what did Jesus show us? Above all, he showed us love, he showed us care, he showed us fairness and justice. He seems good, you know. A few weeks ago, we remembered Easter, didn't we? We celebrated the, the resurrection of Jesus. The swing of emotions from the crucifixion to the resurrection. And the joy of the resurrection that we read about in Luke chapter 24. We sometimes feel critical of how 
the disciples all ran away. They all left Jesus. They didn't see the invisible, did they? Perhaps they did. Which would be very How about us? How is our faith in faithful God? Would we have stayed there? I think we'd have put some distance between what was going on around the crucifixion of Jesus. Because probably there's more um, persecution on the way. We'd be shocked and shaken like all those disciples, wouldn't we? But they did keep together, they kept in contact with one another. And then, after the resurrection, those two disciples walking on the road to Emmaus. As we read in Luke chapter 24. I want you to read that chapter again because <clears throat> there's a lovely verse. And another translation puts it, when Jesus took up, they, they remember it after the uh, changes had gone, after the break effect, he said, when he talked with us along the road and explained the scriptures to us, didn't it warm our hearts? In our hearts burned within us, they said. It wasn't something they kept mentally, it was they could sense this, this love of Jesus, this care and concern of Jesus for them. And then it began to make sense with them. What a word picture there of two disciples' hearts recognizing Jesus. He came here, didn't it? Long before their heads caught up with the logic and the reality of the situation. They couldn't understand, but they had faith. It was like hope beginning to stir in the depths of their hearts. Suddenly they, they couldn't put a name on it, and suddenly, bang, you know, they recognized Jesus when he uh, gives thanks and breaks bread with them. So were they changed by that encounter? Of course they were. Were others changed by that encounter? Of course they were, absolutely. And are we still changed by that encounter? on the road to Emmaus. 2,000 years on. But we certainly are, aren't we? As we would be here this morning. This is the truth of the Gospel. Jesus died and was raised to a new life so that we can encounter him forever. So that we can be with him forever. And in Jesus we see God. The unseen. The invisible, faithful God. How often do we hear things like Ah, yes, I see it now. You didn't tell me that. That used to have a lot of work. If you'd only told me that, you know, that would have happened. When we get all the facts, we understand the full story, don't we? And it was like that for Cleopas and the companion. Jesus wasn't physically present. The threat of persecution was still there. Life was very different though. Instead of following this Jesus daily, as they used to do, listening to his teaching, they would now be following through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And they didn't know what lay ahead for them. But they were excited, they were full of faith, they were reinvigorated. Because they understood them. It was like the final piece of jigsaw being put in place on that road to universe. It wasn't a mistake. It was part of God's plan. But they thought something had gone terribly wrong. And now they could trust God to continue to lead them, knowing the facts. And it's a transforming attitude, probably the rest of their lives. Jesus had warmed their hearts. Didn't our hearts burn within us? 
And doesn't Jesus encourage us? Befriend us as we walk along life's road. The disciples could feel something here in their hearts. And that's a great feeling, isn't it? It's where we have to change things in our lives. <coughs> of the and we also do go through times when it seems that everything has gone wrong in our lives. We can learn from these two men to have faith in God who will not desert us. Who is very much in control of his universe. We might not understand everything God is doing, why there is this suffering in the world, why these things happen to us, but we can learn to trust that God has everything under control. And one day, we will see and understand the whole picture. We will see the invisible. Jesus comes alongside of whatever place we are in to encourage us and to enthuse us, to befriend us and to help us do the same to others. As we walk on, it doesn't come to lecture us or to instruct us, to push us down, but to warm our hearts, to draw us to him through his father's concern for us, to pour his spirit into our hearts as much as we are able to take whenever we are wanting to take whatever place we might be in. We might say, where have you been all this time? Can't you see what I've been going through? It's been pretty tough of late. We feel like saying that sometimes, don't we? But then we think, God knows about this. God knows what's happening. You have to just hang on, don't you? Look for the invisible. Look like I did at that book and then you look past it and begin to see things coming to focus. So, once shown, you know, once we've been shown what this says, Jesus, we can see it quite clearly, can't we? Come down and look us. Or once we've seen that that says truth, right away we can, we can read it. And it's like that sometimes when we, things happen in our lives and perhaps we then look back and say, ah oh, yes, I see it now. And it gives us strength to face other situations in our life that might lay ahead. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 21, it says, But if you seek the Lord your God, you will find him, if you look for him with all your heart and with all your soul. It's quite easy to read that verse quite quickly, a bit, a bit trite. As I did, so I read it again. You will find him if you look for him with all your heart and with all your soul. And it made me think, how seriously am I looking for them? How seriously am I looking for this invisible, faithful God? And I need to go back and look a bit more seriously for him. To be a bit more patient. And to be willing to hold on a bit longer. Because he is faithful God. And he sees great potential in all of us. I'll put these over here then you can look them up. I just see where it's been finished in 
English and the response to what's in there. I was talking to the man. We're going to sing of our faithful God and I'm worshiping him. I'm going to sing something that is not like you. I chose it to commemorate and it's a simple chorus. I'm here and joining you in the world of humanity. I chose it because uh, the words are there is none like you. No one else can touch my heart. Let's worship our Father. Let's worship our Lord Jesus together before we share that moment. Andrew mentioned uh, Moses being able to see the unseen, see uh, God, see Christ's purpose. And, but he knows that we struggle about sometimes, and uh, so it's not Jesus, so that we can get a better group of who God is and what God is like and how much he loves us. Um, and he sent Jesus to die for us, to prove, to demonstrate to us uh, in the most real way.
keep jumping up, keep reminding us, keep standing in front of us, keep nudging us, whatever you need to do. Help us remember that you're there. And help us praise you and honor you and good glory to you. And keep a different reminder. Please, keep the reminders coming. Because I thought one would forget. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Simon's on the road to my name's Pips and walking over hill and just uh, having this unseen uh, Lord explaining to him about God's love and then when he broke away became became seen became known and uh, and they went back around the heart and uh, it says they went straight back to Jerusalem and there was some Debates about where many cities, but uh, they were done at least half an hour, maybe four times, to, to get back to Jerusalem. Um, and they And uh, I bet you weren't out of breath every single Because that love makes us sing. We're going to praise again before we close our cities. Over the mountains and see the river runs away from the river, over the mountains. Lord God, thank you for this glimpse of the invisible. Lord, thank you for this tantalizing hint of what is to come and of who you are. As we carry on in our lives, there will be many things that are highly visible. There are many things that are very clear and very obvious. But many of those things will be a distraction from you. Lord, teach us and strengthen us to hold on to what we can't see but know is true. Lord, help us to seek out your truth and to be your visible (coughs) hands and feet and voice in a world that doesn't know you. Lord, now we see in part. But we believe there is a day coming when we will see you face to face. And Lord, I pray that when we do see you face to face, it won't be the face of a stranger, but the face of the one that we've been striving for, Warmed our hearts over our lifetime. And Lord, I pray that that time will come soon. Be with us and bless us and strengthen us, we pray. In the name of